Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. And if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works will be there with their 24-7 service. Again, New Works, they've got a fix for you. Newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X wrxplumbing.com. The NBA draft is in the books. And I think when you look at all the players selected, the one lock appears. And again, I always have to use the word appears. That would be the San Antonio Spurs with Victor Wembanyama. Most people have Wemby as a can't miss product. Fine and dandy. Let's now go down to number 24, where the Sacramento Kings run the clock and ended up trading the pick along with Rashawn Holmes, to the Dallas Mavericks. The chances of the Kings getting an impact player or a really good player at 24 was on the slim side. Yes, it can happen. All you have to do is look at a guy like Nikola Jokic and look where he was drafted and the impact that he's had on the Denver Nuggets. So there are players that you can take later in the draft that can turn your franchise around. But that is a rarity. It doesn't happen very often. I love what the Kings did last night. I thought they hit an absolute home run with the bases loaded. That's how good I think the move was. Here's the deal. You got rid of the contract of Rashawn Holmes, who did not want to be in Sacramento anymore. He was not one of the top 10 players in Mike Brown's rotation. He was not going to play this year, so... You give up a player that's really not part of the equation. You get all of that money back and you don't have to worry about a player at number 24. And when I mean worry, pay a rookie contract, bring them along. The Kings are ready to win right now. Ready to win meaning that they have a chance to knock on the door. They have a better chance of breaking that door down with an existing player who you already know can play in the league. A player at 24, you don't know whether that player can really play in the league. If you draft a player, you think he can, 
but there are too many unknowns. Now the Kings have 30 plus million in salary cap. They're one of the more sexier teams in the NBA right now. What do I mean by that? Let's go back to 98-99. When the Kings were coming off a horrible year, fans stopped going to the games for the first time the year before, and it was a franchise on a big-time decline. Nobody wanted to go play in Sacramento. Nobody thought of playing in Sacramento. And really, players did not want to get drafted in Sacramento. What happened? Jeff Petrie was able to lure Vladi Divac from Charlotte on a six-year free agent deal. The Kings traded their best player, Mitch Richmond, for the big question mark, Chris Webber. The Kings drafted Jason Williams, right? All of these things happened, and they were able to bring over Peja Stojakovic, who they had drafted previously. And the Kings went from the doormats of the NBA. They went from a team that nobody wanted to play for, and overnight, they became a playoff team in that 50-game shortened season, winning 27 of the 50 games and losing to the Jazz in a thrilling five-game series. Fast forward a couple of years. The Kings then had everyone that wanted to play for them, correct? I mean, think about the early 2000s. Players were telling their agents, get me to Sacramento. I want to play on the Kings. Think about where we're at right now with this franchise. If you go back one year ago today, okay, the day after the NBA draft a year ago, the Kings selected... Keegan Murray, a lot of the fans were upset with the pick. Now, there were fans that were also on board, but there was a lot of skepticism. There was a lot of ho-hum. There was a lot of, ah, well, now you have a player that looks like he can be an all-star type player. If not, you know that you have a player that can be very good. And, oh yeah, by the way, De'Aaron Fox and DeMonte Sabonis were on the All-Star team. For Zabonis, it was his third All-Star appearance. And for Fox, it was his first. Then the Kings get into the playoffs. And they have a thrilling seven-game series, for the most part, against the Golden State Warriors. And fans who did not ordinarily watch the Kings, now all of a sudden know about the Kings. And they saw the electrifying De'Aaron Fox, who ascended his game to an All-Star level and showed everyone during the NBA playoffs against Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors that even despite the injury that he suffered in the playoffs on his shooting hand and the tip of his finger that was fractured, that he is the real deal and that he has clearly arrived and he is ready for the big stage and elite status. So now, 12 months later, you've got a franchise that was drowning in quicksand. Now, as you enter the 2023-24 season, you can attract a big free agency. But how do you attract a free agent without the necessary money to spend? Again, I love what the Kings did last night. It sets them up for making that next step. Who is out there that is a realistic target? Well, first and foremost, you have to decide what you're going to do regarding your own free agent in Harrison Barnes and to a degree, Trey Lyles. I'm sure that those decisions have been made, are very close to being made, particularly as it relates to Harrison Barnes. So 
the Kings have now put themselves in a good position to do some shopping. What about a Kyle Kuzma? We've been hearing about his name for years. What about a Jeremy Grant, right? Just a couple of names, players that could step in and really help this team. What about a Chris Middleton? What about a Brooke Lopez? The point is the Kings have the position right now. They have put themselves in a position to get the next step. What are they going to do with the money? What are they going to do with extending Domantas Sabonis? But again, I think what the Kings did last night is beautiful. I think it is an outstanding move by Monty McNair and the Kings. As far as the second round picks, I'm not even going to get into that for the Kings and the two players they selected. Those players in all likelihood are going to have a very small impact if they make the team on what happens this year. You win and lose in the NBA with your top eight players. You don't win and lose in the NBA with your 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th players. All right, you got to be realistic. The Kings, we know about their nucleus as it stands. And I'm not going to include Harrison Barnes because I don't know if he's going to be on the team right now. But you have De'Aaron Fox, correct? You have DeMontis Sabonis. That's your nuts and bolts of this team. And then you add Keegan Murray. Will the Kings have a new starting power forward and or center? Meaning, will you have a front line of Murray at the small forward with Sabonis and a player to be named via free agency? What about that backup point guard spot? Okay. What about your shooting guard position? I'm still... Okay with Kevin Herter. I did not like the way he played in this series against the Golden State Warriors. But if you're starting two guard, you're still in good shape. If he's not your starting two guard and comes off the bench, well, then you give yourself, you know, excellent depth in that department. I'm not one that likes to characterize a team with draft grades. I think draft day grades are stupid. Um, I think, you know, you can Google anywhere you want today and take NBA draft winners and losers and you have some members of the media calling one team a winner and then you go to the next link and their winners and losers has the team that was just a winner, now a loser. So it's all subjective. It's anyone's best guess. But here's what I do know about the Kings and what I don't know. Regardless of who they may have taken at 24, if they decided to keep the pick, even if Chris Murray had fallen from the Blazers at 23 and could have been in the Kings' lap, and maybe they take him, maybe they don't. But the point I'm trying to make is you just don't know. Now, with the money and the free agents that are available, you do know. You have a body of work. You know whether they can play or not in the NBA. And this narrative that players don't want to play in Sacramento is a bunch of crap. Players want to play where, number one, they can make money, and number two, have a chance to win. 12 months ago, yes, you could make money, but you didn't have a chance of winning, at least when you analyzed the Sacramento Kings on paper. Now, the Kings are coming off a season where they won 49, where they were a third seed, and players are finding this franchise very attractive. I, again, am going to say that the Sacramento Kings have done themselves a hell of a job after draft night. Again, getting a player dealt 
who did not want to be here anymore, who was not going to be in Mike Brown's rotation, okay? And they put themselves in a position where they can now be a big-time player. Some other thoughts from what transpired in the last 24 hours and leading up to that. I do not understand a couple of moves that were made. I do not understand trading a 24-year-old for a 38-year-old who's at the end of his career in Jordan Poole and Chris Paul. I don't understand that move. I do not understand the Phoenix Suns taking a chance and rolling the dice on Bradley Beal and his big $50 million contract with the fact that he misses so many games. And you already have an aging team because your best player is Kevin Durant. I do not understand that. Okay? Here's something else. I do not understand. I do not understand why general managers, after they select a player, come out and tell the media, actually, we had this player rated much higher and we were surprised that he was available when we made the pick. Stop with that nonsense, would you please? All right? How about just saying, you know what? We really like this player. We brought him in for a workout. We liked him before. We liked him after. And we're very happy. Now let's get to work. Stop with the crap that he's the best this, he's the best that. We had him rated higher uh, when he was available when we picked. It was a no-brainer. We all were excited in the draft room. Stop with that nonsense, would you please? Make your pick and move on. I, I don't understand that. But here's what I do understand. If you're a fan of the Sacramento Kings, you did yourself really, really good last night. You're in a tremendous position. Tremendous position. Good job, Monty McNair. Now, what are you going to do with it? It is now time for our crowd culture. Let me start that over. It is now time for our crowd ultra. See, broadcasters flub and make mistakes too. All right. I did a podcast on this last week. We mispronounce words. It's right in front of me. Crowd ultra. But I mispronounced it. It happens. All right, anyway, back to Crowd Ultra. Go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. All right, Jerry asks, do I think that hitting a baseball in Major League Baseball is the most difficult thing to do in sports? Jerry, I've never tried to hit a baseball in Major League Baseball, so I would have no way of knowing that. My own feeling is, it's no more difficult than playing golf on a professional level or being in the National Hockey League or making a three with time winding out and a hand in your face. Okay, I, I, I've never really understood that. Now, I do understand if you have an average of 300, you're considered a very good hitter. And we understand that 400, well, Ted Williams isn't around anymore. Statistically, maybe it is. But I would have no way of knowing, Jerry, but I do appreciate the question. Dave asked, what do you think about the Celtics trade with Porzingis? Here's what I don't understand about Porzingis. If he's so good, why has he now been traded three times? New York, Dallas, Washington, now to Boston. The Knicks drafted him. That's what makes me a little nervous. Players that are as talented as Chris Stapp's Porzingis should not be traded now going to his fourth team. That's so uh, I, I'm not crazy about losing Marcus Smart. You know, I think he was the glue of that team. So as they say, Dave, stay tuned. We'll see what happens. 
Uh, Dominic asks, am I surprised that teams aren't interested in participating in hard knocks? Not really. And the reason for that is teams don't like distractions. And the reality is when you have hard knocks from HBO in your facility, there are cameras everywhere. There are people everywhere. And not everyone's comfortable with that. So I'm, I'm really not that surprised. It's too bad, but I'm not surprised. Brian wants to know, is Bradley Beal a good step up from CP3 for the Suns? Brian, it's only a good step up if he's on the floor. It's only a good step up when he's on the floor. And he misses too many games. David wants to know, what has Vladi said to you about Jokic? I'll never forget, I actually met Nikola Jokic at the team hotel in Denver. Uh, Nikola came up with his then fiance and they were going out to get coffee. And I remember waiting for Nikola because I was out front talking to Vladi and he was saying that he wanted to draft him and that he would have drafted Nikola Jokic if he had been the general manager. And he was telling me, and this was before Nikola really stepped on to the stage that he's on now. And I remember him telling me, he goes, this guy is going to be not only a good player, a great player. He goes, this guy is going to dominate for many years. That's what I remember from that conversation. Literally, 30 seconds later, Nicola drives up with his, again, I believe his fiance at the time, could have been girlfriend still. But uh, And I remember Vladi goes, I'll talk to you later, and gets in the car, and they drive off. So, we'll see. You know, I mean, when, when I say we'll see, <laughs> well, what I mean by that is... Um, when Nikola Jokic's career is over, we'll see whether or not people have him as one of the greatest players uh, ever. But I do remember that conversation. First of all, it was cold out. I'm like, what the hell are we waiting outside for instead of the lobby? But of course, the reason for it is Vladi was having a smoke. So he had to go outside and I was chatting with him before Nikola uh, pulled up to the car. But I do remember that conversation. I do remember that one. Do appreciate your questions. Again, if you go to crowdultra.com, maybe I will answer your question uh, on the next podcast. I do appreciate you taking the time uh, to go on the crowdultra.com and ask me uh, the questions. By the way, I did want to get to one more, and that was uh, what type of record do you think the Jets are going to have this season? Well, they should be better, obviously. They have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I'm going to say, though, they miss the playoffs. All right, I'm going to say, Josh, that they miss the playoffs. All right, again, thanks for the questions on CrowdUltra.com. It's time for Rant. 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 Today's rant is brought to you by Bennett's Restaurants, Sacramento, Roseville, and very soon coming to Rockland. Prime seafood and steaks, over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. Check out Bennett'sRestaurants.com for their full menu and everything else they've got going on at Bennett's Restaurants. That's Bennett'sRestaurants.com. I, for one, applaud the National Hockey League for coming out and saying that there will be no special warm-up jerseys in the future, meaning that we will just have hockey and that the players will come out with their team apparel when they warm up before the start of the first period. That means no more 
Pride Night, jerseys, military night, and anything else that you want to specialize, you're going to have the same events at the arenas. You still have a night to honor this group, that group. That's great. That will go on. That should continue to go on. But players should not be put in that position. The National Hockey League got themselves in a pickle this past season with several players due to religious beliefs refusing to wear the Pride warm-up jerseys. It makes them look bad. It makes the organization look bad. And it brings unwarranted, in my opinion, criticism towards players. Players sign contracts to play for the individual team. They don't sign up contracts for political and social messaging. That's not their job. Don't put that on their backs. I love that. Sports, to me, is about sports. I am not a fan of what the National Football League does with their messaging on the back of the helmets, and it takes all of us, and racism on the field. I'm not a fan of that. I don't need that when I watch the National Football League. I don't want to go to a sporting event and see specialized shirts, jerseys, things of that nature. I go to watch sports for the pure essence and beauty of the sport. That's entertainment. Same reason when I go to a play on Broadway, I don't want to be subjected to political and social messaging before the actors and actresses come out. So again, I say good job, National Hockey League. I think it is an outstanding job by Gary Bettman, and I would hope that other leagues would follow suit. That's my rant for today. That's my podcast for today. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. And again, thank you so much for checking out If You Don't Like That. Bye-bye.